There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 93 of the Digital Freemason Podcast for the week of September 29th, 2008. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking you along through my excellent adventures of the world of short Masonic educational papers. As always, this and all other papers are available at the website, www.thedigitalfreemason.com. I encourage you to swing by and check it out. So, actually, managed to get a full, uh, fully back into the swing of Freemasonry now that the summer's uh, quiet period is over, as well as sort of everything's settled down in September, uh, having young kids and uh, all the other volunteer organizations that I belong with that have gotten kicked off and gotten started and so I haven't had a chance to uh, go to uh, one of my lodges much actually I missed both meetings this uh, in the month of September but did manage to uh, participate in the third degree at uh, my mother lodge and was able to do the historical lecture in the master mason's degree which I really enjoy doing it was nice to get back and visit with some of the uh, some of my original brothers at the mother lodge this week's episode deals with uh, the rise of speculative masonry and sort of talks about some of the transitions that were happening that allowed that to happen in the oh, 1800th, 18th century, I guess it would be. It comes from uh, Brother Wood, uh, who was part of the uh, Grand Lodge of, oh, what is it, New Zealand, I believe it is, yeah. And deals with, oh, again, some of the, some of the rising speculative Freemasonry. So let's get right into it, this piece this week, it's a short one. When did men of wealth, education, power, decide to join an organization of artisans at a time when class was of a very most importance? I don't think that we can do more than guess about it nowadays. Some clues are found in the habits and tastes of the times. The early speculatives belong to the same time as the founding of the Royal Society, the first and still one of the most leading learned societies in the world. It was patronized by King Charles II and Pepys, Evelyn, and other notable figures. Antiquarian research was, in, was the in thing at the time, and before the American Civil War, no one was the least intrigued in history or in the past. From the Restorian down to the Middle Ages of the 19th century, Antiquarianism was fashionable. No doubt there were traditions and the probable, probably there was an actual practical mathematical knowledge of the rule of thumb variety to be learned from the operatives. The interest in architecture also dates back from the Restorians, but before the Civil War, houses were still fortresses. Many of them could and did withstand sieges for most of the war. But after the war, Men were more interested in comfort and in the beautifying of their homes. Gardening for pleasure rather than utility became common, and a knowledge of architecture was deemed an essential part of a gentleman's education. Where better to seek a knowledge of architecture than from the men who had contributed so much to it in the past three or four centuries? Finally, there was a period of the clubs. There were clubs of, for every conceivable, and if not, some cases, inconceivable tastes. Cards, music, gambling, talk, horse racing, prize fighting, drinking, you name it, there was a club for it. A new club of any kind was bound to attract some members. There can be no doubt, however, that those first speculative masons found something in the craft which held them to it. 
The ritual we know it as we know it developed during the first four decades of the 18th century. There must have been a nucleus of moral and religious teachings from which this ritual could grow. The moral teachings have since spread over most of the civilized world and has become a source of inspiration and comfort to millions who have ranged themselves under the banner of Freemasonry. Many of our descendants enjoy the same comforts and inspiration, and may each one of us ensure that we uphold the high ideals of the craft and demonstrate them to the world at large. May we dedicate ourselves once more to the service of God and of our fellow men. For unless we do, the craft will eventually perish, and our descendants will be the poorer. So there it is. As I said, it was a, a quick little piece by Brother Wood, and deals with some of the thoughts as to what was happening with all the other clubs and uh, grouping of men and of people throughout at that time when Freemasonry was making the uh, shift from operative to speculative. I have to say it was it's uh, rather interesting. We're in, in the process process of getting ready to re-landscape our backyard next year, and so we're talking with a number of uh, landscapers and that thing. And they had a uh, had a visit. One of the fellow fellows came by this week to uh, take a look at what we we're going to do, and he's a uh, he's a mason from uh, Italy, and he's been in Canada for the last forty some years. And it was interesting to listen to him talk of and his excitement about working with stone and splitting stone and how back in the 60s they had to chisel it off manually and sort of smiling as I was thinking about here was an actual operative mason still practicing his trade and speaking to a speculative mason and and sort of felt that there was in some way a kindred uh, relationship between he and I, he being operative and me being speculative. So I've been your host, Scott, and I've enjoyed our time together and look forward to the next episode here in a couple of weeks. I think I've been pretty good at getting the, uh, practicing the every other week episodes, every two weeks as a, as a little bit more of a regular, regular uh, rollout of the uh, podcasts. And if you have any comments or other papers that you think would be advantageous to the, all the other people who listen to this podcast, please be sure to email me at podcast at the digitalfreemason.com. So until next time, be sure to keep the shiny side up.